As you can see, I'm not from Alaska <laughs> or from the United States. So I'm just going to say I'm from South Sudan, but was born in refugee camp in Ethiopia, a little bit. So you can understand where I'm coming from with this story. When I was seven and a half, my mom cousin took me to a camp. They would call it the military base here, but over there it was a, a rebel camp where my father's colleague was staying. Um, <clears throat> when war broke out in, in South in Sudan for a very first time before I was born, my father was one of the rebel fighters, the very first group that started, which called Anyanya One. And 1972, I believe there was a peace which I didn't know. And 1975, they started to break out again and and form another rebel fighter which called Anyanya Two. My father was part of it. So that camp, all my father um, colleague was staying there, including one of the general who was leading the group. So my father left the group and came to a place called Itang, where I was born, and concluded that he's going to stay there because there was some disagreement going on between the group. The man called John Garang, who led the whole SPLA until 2005, came in 1983 to join the first group, but these two groups had a disagreement who was supposed to be the leader of the movement. So my father didn't want to be part of these two groups fighting each other because they all left Sudan for the same cause. So we live in Itang. And John Garang came to Ethiopian government and asked for assistance and asked that all he, the refugee that was coming out of Sudan to be given a place to live or um, a refugee camp in Ethiopia. So Ethiopian government agreed and refugees was coming out in 1983 and they were residing in Yitang. And United Nations, agencies, they started coming out and giving out help. So I was sent by my mom to her cousin who asked that she want me to, she doesn't, she only have one child who is a grown man and wanted me to stay with her for one season, which was a rainy season. So I went there, I think I stayed there for like a month and then John Garang decided to crush the group that was staying in a place called Bill Palm, where I was, because since they disagreed, so he decided to take forces there and chase them out so he can control the place. And he asked my father to take a soldier to that camp so they can destroy it. And he realized that, wait a minute, my daughter is in that camp, so I can't take that responsibility. And while well, they left him with no choice, they 
picked out different people with the help from Ethiopian government, and they decided to go to that camp. It was early in the morning when a helicopter started flying there, dropping down a lot of soldiers and guns. So my mom started walking from Hitang to that military camp. And because these people were flying and she's walking, so it took her all day to get there. By the time she got there, it was too late. The camp was destroyed. So my father couldn't go because, of course, they would kill him because he refused. So they thought that since he refused to take that responsibility, that means he was still on the other side of the group. So only female could go because maybe as a mother, she said, I have to take that chance in order to find my daughter. So when those people arrive, where I was staying, there's a river, because they're like two villages. The military camp and the river, it's, it's, there's a river in between, so you have to only take a canoe in order to go over there. So my, so as soon as they started arriving, I saw, um, woke up in the morning, sunrise, and the war started. So I hear there's a lot of shooting, uh, there was a lot of fire, and I didn't know where to go. I was only about seven and a half, and the lady who was supposed to be my supervisor was taking care of me. She left for a wedding that night, and in the morning, the war started, so I didn't know what to do. I had a neighbor who barely knew, and everybody started packing up. They was leaving, and the house started burning because of the fire back and forth, back and forth. So I started running between the the houses, hiding, coming back out and hiding, didn't know what to do. So I saw this lady, she was packing up and leaving, and her husband yelled at her, calling her by name, Nyantut, don't leave. Nyakaka um, daughter, she hit her, me by my mom's name, and she decided to stay with me until the, the war cooled down. So the people from the other side realize that they are in control now so they can come to the other side of the river. So they took a canoe and came to the other side and found us by the tree hiding. And he stood in front of me with a gun because he, he came to us and he's like, I didn't know what language he was speaking because he was a Dinka soldier. So. He had a gun point in my face. And I'm looking at the gun and like, what is he going to do with that? I didn't understand. And the lady knew that he's trying to kill us. So she's blocked me and asked the guy to kill her in the state. So the other guy who was in charge from the other side, they was looking at us and they called him out to stop. They sent other more people and asked him to stop. And that lady saved my life because she didn't leave. And also, she nearly gave up her life to save me. 
um, as soon as those guys came, they took me, put me into the canoe, and they took me to the other side of the river, and another lady came at night. She picked me up, took me to her house, and where I met my mom that night. And the lady who saved my life, I didn't see her after that. Until today, I don't know where that lady is. In 2010, I went to Khartoum for the very first time. And I met the general who was in charge of that camp, who is my father, colleague, and I went to his house. And I asked him, with this family, the guy and, and wife, and I was confirmed, they told me that he was killed, but his wife, she's still alive and remarried, but they was not sure where. A lot of people from South Sudan migrated to United States, Canada, and Australia. Until today, I ask, uh, I've been to Canada, I always ask of her if anybody know her. Here in the United States, I always ask of her. I know what tribe exactly where she's from, but I still don't know if she's here or not. Now that the war broke out again, so I pray that she'd make it out, and hopefully one day I will be able to meet her so I can say thank you. That's my story.